My mom makes me mash my medium names on a Monday morning. My mom makes me mash my medium names on a Monday morning. My mom makes me mash my medium names on a Monday morning. Nice, but still probably not going to give you the main part in your in the musical written about you, the biopic. I'm still the understudy. I haven't really? I haven't proven myself no. in the past few weeks. Okay. All right, that's fine. I mean, I get it. It's like got to be a fair system, but mm-hmm. you would have thought a bit of nepotism wouldn't hurt, you know? <laughs> You're not a nepo baby in nepo, your own story. Nepo baby. Hi, I'm Tiggy. And I'm Tom. And welcome to Big City Babblers. Two Aussie millennials with the unoriginal idea of starting a podcast about the realities of living abroad. We gas bag and chew the fat, realising the fact that literally no one forced us to move here. From New York's Big Apple and old London town, this is Big City Battlers. Well, good morning, Tom. Good morning. And a special good morning to our international audience. Uh, What do you mean? So... I've been looking at our insights on our... The numbers are in. The numbers are in, baby. And mm-hmm. I literally was going on our podcast, like, yeah, insights, how it's been going. Because we Go- use ACAST, don't we? Yeah, ACAST. It's a Tiggy's our data, data queen. I'm data queen. I'm doing, like, decks, like, for mid-campaign reports, things like that. <laughs> anyway, I was literally on the insights today and you go on location and it has a big map of the world. Mm-hmm. And literally, we have listeners. <laughs> one yeah. listener in Nigeria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one in Botswana. <laughs> one in Paraguay. I just met someone from Paraguay last night. So maybe they listened to the potty. Yeah. Three in Switzerland. Three. Okay. Yeah. Swiss Miss. Two in the Netherlands and two in Belgium. Can you believe it? I think Belgium's my favorite. <laughs> I love Botswana personally. <laughs> like go on safari and someone's like, are you the girl from? <laughs> Wait, are <laughs> you? In the big city. That's so good. <laughs> I also keep saying the name of the podcast wrong. I keep being like, it's big city battlers. Or is no. it it? It is. Yeah, it's big city battlers. Yeah. But I think. Oh, I keep the... saying battlers in the big city. Yeah. Do you want to, yeah. do you want to rebrand it? Well, <laughs> Now that we've got an established audience, no. Probably not, yeah. It's a bit late. I wonder if they'll keep listening though. Like, how does one come across? I mean, is it, is it Spotify? Is it Apple Music or yes. whatever? Yes, most of the people are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and then these like other random things like other Samsung podcasts. It's just like really just sporadic. Well, we're actually looking for an intern. For season two. So putting the call out to any grads, any young gun TikTok, yep. it's a paid position. Paid position. <laughs> we are made of money. Yeah. We've got, um, we've got lots of cut, but money coming in now. Now we're Yeah. And we're looking for a um, BCB intern. So spread the word. Yeah. We just want someone who's self-motivated able to hit the ground running um <laughs> something that we are not yeah <laughs> looking for the opposite of us that's what we want <laughs> self-motivated couldn't get out of bed this morning till 10 yeah. 30 <laughs> oh yeah no well thank you for getting up early that's that was good yeah no 10 30 is early but here we are 
10.30 is early. You wouldn't be saying that when in the corporate days, would you? Well, not when I used to go to bed. Where you used to get up for work at 1am. Oh, yeah. Remember oh that? God, you did the night yeah. shifts. I will say sleep is something that, you know, it's part of all of our lives. But for me, it really plays a big part. Okay. You know, like I just obsess over sleep. I love it. If I don't get my eight hours, I'm not me. Yeah. But sleep to me, and it's funny because having lived, you know, in New York now for coming up to over two years, I have never had such good sleeps. In a really noisy city that noisy, never sleeps. Noisy, exactly. You have really good sleeps. Amazing sleeps, like other dimension, fully, completely, totally relaxed, wake up, what year is it, sleeps, and naps too. I Have you come across Matthew Walker's work much, the Why We Sleep author? I've, I've heard of it. Yeah. So I read the book and listened to like a bunch of podcasts of his. He's amazing. But I don't think you're meant to like feel like you don't know what year it is when you wake up. You're meant to feel it's meant to be like this gradual thing because you're like slowly. Okay, that doesn't often happen, but it's okay. more just like I call them like cultural reset sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> When I'm just like, yeah, yeah, just like pack in. I mean, last night particularly, fresh sheets, Mm, hunker down, like a drug. Yeah, yeah. Good pillow, sleeping shorts, silky sleeping shorts, ready to. You know, you got to make all the variables. You got to make it a good sleep. So, talk me through your sleep routine. Like, what makes you have good sleeps? Do you wear like eye masks, or just you don't look at screens before bed, or like no. <laughs> All the things I recommend, you're like, nah. Blinds. People big wear like one. blue blockers and stuff before bed to avoid like the blue light, like, you nah. know, interfering. Nah. nah. <laughs> I have this weird thing though. If I like can't, if I'm, you know, taking 10, 15 minutes to get to sleep, I say in my like internal monologue, mm. it's time to go to sleep. And it's almost like me telling my body it's ready to go. Works every fucking time. I have a similar thing. So a friend of mine, um, when I was in year four or whatever, you know how those those things that your friends told you in junior school that you just have never forgotten? She told What's me that junior school. <laughs> you mean primary school? school? Primary school, whatever. <laughs> Same shit. So she told me that when she finds it hard to sleep, she imagines just darkness, like in her mind's eye, and then it just kind of subsumes your body, and then you just end up falling asleep. And I now do that as well. So if I'm like tossing and turning, I just like really concentrate on like darkness, just like not seeing, just not seeing anything. And then it just, it just works. If I can't tell my body to sleep, maybe I'll try that. But it's kind of, it is worrying because New York, London, you've got these big corporates or people who work like crazy jobs. Some of my friends, I've got two friends who are lawyers, literally don't sleep more than about four or five hours a night. And I'm like, you are shaving years off your life mm. from this, like, work hard, play hard, don't sleep, another club, no sleep, you know? And I, I can't do it. I don't know how, like, I also drink a lot of coffee too, but that only gets you so far. Not having the sleep and then going into sleep debt, it just, oh, and then having to work in like a high stress environment. 
I was going to say I don't function, like I can't even string words together when I've had like less than seven hours. Like I'm so unable to function I know, I'm, normally. I must be such a little bitch. Yeah, I think I'm similar. I'm like, I'm so, sleep is so important. But I've got a bit of a sleep hygiene sort of thing going. I try not to look at my phone before bed, like at least half an hour before. Got ear, so that's actually one thing that I've implemented since moving to the big city, earplugs. Really, I if I put in earplugs, I wake up and they're like next to my face. (laughs) They're just like at the bottom of the bed. Yeah, I I'm also will like go to bed wearing like a full trackies and wake up completely naked. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. I like it off in your sleep. Yeah, I like strip tease myself. Myself. (laughs) (laughs) Is someone else seeing this? (laughs) Well, I was also going to say. So I used to live on um, Bedford Avenue, which is the main street in Williamsburg, and there was a side street called South Second. And on South Second, there is a fire brigade. And you know what? How loud and noisy mm. the oop, oop, mm. like would just come past my room. You know, maybe every two hours through the middle of the night, would never ever wake up. You're so lucky. I think I've gotten. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if the, the, the earplugs have made me more, like, weak in that respect because if I have one earplug come out and a flatmate comes home late or whatever, I'll wake up straight away and it's so annoying because then I have to, like, get try and get myself back to sleep. Mm. But um, I'm really sensitive to noises, hence why I need to wear earplugs. But, again, I don't know if I'm, like, desensitized myself. We got the feedback of the gag from when you – from a previous episode when, when the – ambulance had to knock down your yes, door yes. and you and Eve were asleep. were asleep yeah got a lot of um good feedback just on the circumstance of yeah the yeah. situation but in that but <laughs> were you fully asleep then uh yeah I think I must have been well I had earplugs in and um and yeah I guess I was in recovery so maybe a little bit different <laughs> trauma <laughs> trauma recovery. you're actually in a coma <laughs> Hence, I didn't wake up. Um, yeah, but how much – so caffeine also is really affects my sleep. So I can't ever drink caffeine like after midday. Yeah. Um, even if I'm working night shift and I'm like finishing up at 1 a.m., if I have a coffee really? after midday, I'll get home at 1 a.m. and just be like lying in bed like staring at the ceiling kind of thing. Interesting. And I, I don't know whether it's a mental thing because I'm like, oh, I had caffeine later than I usually do and I get myself in a state. Anyway, yeah, just caffeine, I think, really rocks me. Um, but, again, I think I'm just getting more sensitive as I'm getting older. <laughs> Becoming a ca- caffeine Karen. <laughs> Seriously. But, yeah, also travel and different time zones and stuff. That that has an effect, no? Funny you mention that, Tiggy. Um, it's not like this has been produced at all, but <laughs> I've actually become what they call bicoastal. <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> Please Do you talk- know what being bicoastal is? I actually don't know what that means. Please tell well, me about that. It's literally as it sounds. It's, you know, kind of living between LA and New York. You're living between. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually have been in LA three times in the last six weeks. And Nomadic life. Yeah. Yeah. But it's bicoastal. It's kind of like a brand here. It's like, uh, bicoastal. Yes. Um, but, you know, the travel really really like hits you for six but the other day I was doing the red eye from LA to New York and this is this has only ever happened once in my life but I got on the plane I was so tired that I was I was in middle seat too 
I fell asleep before we took off and I landed and we were back in New York. Oh, I love that feeling. And you just know none of the flight you remember. No. And like stunning. But on the previous, on my second trip back, I had this thing where I must have been dehydrated. And every time I went to fall asleep, I was like jolting in my seat and I was like hitting the person next to me and they were getting (laughs) so fed up, but I was so tired that I kept like falling asleep and then like hitting them in the elbow. (laughs) I remember when I was on my gap year, I was like getting a flight from like Berlin to somewhere and I just was like so just from, from days of just like drinking and partying and stuff. And I got on the flight and I fall asleep, as you say, like straight away, like even before the plane takes off, I wake up as the plane's landing wherever. And I'm like on the shoulder of this random guy next to me, like <laughs> literal dribble, like coming down my shoulder. And I'm sure he just thought I was an absolute freak. Well, thanks for railroading my segment about being by coastal Sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's really nothing else to say. Let's Okay, so so it means that you're living between and it means that it's not me, tired. but some people do live between. But it's also it's like the equivalent of living between Perth and Sydney. Like it's actually not close. Yeah, I mean, who would ever do that? It's a six and a half hour flight because of the wind from New York to LA, and it's like, yeah, it's not the vibe. Yeah, like that's not short, like you said. And no. I'm sure people do that flight all the time, particularly in like entertainment and creativity industries and stuff yeah and people like fly in for you know industry events and whatever and then just hop on hop on back on the plane back to LAX with their free dildos in in tow (laughs) (laughs) the thing I did appreciate about LA is I saw this great meme and it's like everyone in LA just wants to be famous and everyone in New York just wants an in-unit washer dryer (laughs) Because I always imagined, like, because of Sex in the City, everyone goes to the laundromat, but you've got your own thing in your flat, right? I've got one, yeah. In the Is that unusual? In. Uh, no, it's getting more usual, but it, I guess it definitely was a thing back in the day. Mm. You know, like the pre-war apartments, none of them have in-unit washer dryer. Pre-war? Yeah, that's what they're called. Like which war? Second World War? <laughs> I don't know, just pre-war. <laughs> pre-war? No, it's pre. The yeah. War. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Matching something really grim. Oh, okay, in the so the thing I did pre Iraq War. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like at every unit, like before 2001. No, okay. Yeah. Um, but it is true. Like in LA, like the the level of self promotion of people mm. is just exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like when you're in LA, people just looking over your shoulder to see if like anyone famous is going to walk in the room. And it is really fun though to like pretend to be an actor for like 30 seconds. Did you do and that? Oh, all the time. <laughs> they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm like, just starting out as an actor. Like I'm looking for an agent. Could you maybe oh help me? God. And they're like shook and I'm like, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> oh, you've got to be a Heath Ledger look about you. Rugged <laughs> Aussie. We are not going down the... Australian, no, not even Australian, just like lookalikes. Yes, yes. Because every single person has a different take on me and I'm like, I just look like a generic white man. Mm. You don't. (coughs) There's more to you than that. Well, someone the other day said that I look like, because I have this really pathetic attempt at a moustache, someone said (laughs) I look like um, Murray Bartlett. 
Actually, an Australian Murray said that to me Bartlett. in LA. Who's that? That's really the guy familiar. from the White Lotus. Oh, <laughs> I don't Wait. look anything like Wait, him. Which guy from the White Lotus? The Australian guy from the White Lotus. <gasps> in the first one, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so. Wait, the the pure irony of this, though, is that an Australian makeup artist told me I look like him when this guy was literally a dead ringer for Murray Bartlett. Oh and I was God. kind of like in my head saying, thinking, are you just trying to say that you look, actually you look like Murray Bartlett? Like, are you fishing for a compliment? But then the same group of people, this publicist in LA told me I look like Macaulay Culkin. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> in his heroin days. I know. I was like, either, like pre or post meth. Like, <laughs> fucking bitch. Is that a thing though in LA? Everyone's like, oh, you look like this celeb or. No, I think, like, I mean, again, we always love to bring it back to service, but, you know, people at tables just love to give me their two cents on who I look like. Or I, I don't know, maybe it's like trying to like make conversation or draw comparisons. Mm. But I also had a table the other day and there were these like basic American girls and when I, I know that they're basic because they say thank ya. Like thank not ya. not thank you, like T H E N Q U E, like thank ya. And oh every time God, you like love. put down a fork or drop a drink off, they're like thank ya. <laughs> anyway, so I had a bunch of thank yas and they were like, You remind us so much of Someone famous. And at that point, I don't know, whatever whatever was happening, I was just kind of like hair behind the ears, like, oh, really? Like who? Ew. Kind of like fishing for it. She's like, it, I, it, she's like I, it'll just come to me. It'll come to me. And I, I was kind of coming back and forth and it was starting to be a bit. And then she was like, I know who it is. I was like, who? And she goes, Jamae. <laughs> <laughs> Which is even oh. worse because Jamae has a podcast. Does she actually? Yes, the Jamee podcast. And I sometimes listen to some of the stuff we record and think she's not off the money. Has she Has she still got it? I mean, she was so funny when she, it all kind of sort of started in 2009. Um, I don't know if it's like cancelable by association, but yeah. I still get around a Jamee podcast. Like it is, it's like very far-fetched, but it is... Yeah. yeah, but I don't want to promote another podcast while we're here. Yeah, no, we're prom- promoting our own. Also, um, that's actually a thing in the, the UK, like all these Brits come up to, they're like, oh, Summer Heights High, so funny, or like Kath and Kim, so funny. And I'm like, you genuinely would not get it. Like it's so Australian. Yeah, the and there's so many Australianisms. Yeah, it's just like they're just trying to like – I know they're trying to connect and be like, oh, I, lo- I watch this Australian show, but I'm like, you just actually are missing like the puzzle piece to make it funny. Well, it's because Kath and Kim is on Netflix. Is it? Yeah, yeah, here. And I bet everyone's like, look at Moo, but it's like, but you don't understand why that's funny. Like you're just saying the tropey like line. Well, the one, the one that I love is like the subtle, you know, you know, when they talk about um, famous couples and they talk about Jessica Rowe and Peter (laughs) 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 Overton. Oh, they're huge. I, like, I that can't. is. It's, and, like, you don't get it. To yeah, the it's, Americans. Yes, it's just like 60 minutes current affair. Like, yeah, it's that like how kind do of I vibe. explain to you Peter Overton? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so good. And, like, yeah. Kylie being. Oh, I suppose Kylie's really famous, but, like, Shane Warne. Yeah, yeah, Warney. Like, stuff like that. Oh, RIP. I was, was going to say the other thing, too, is, like, you know, when you have your think yes, you also, I get my fair share of Australian tables because mm. it's Williamsburg and it's a, a, you get either people, locals in the area because as we've touched on, Williamsburg is swarming with Aussies or you get a lot of um, 
you know, like young people bring their Travelers. parents. Yeah. And everyone's always like, how long? Like I always, I actually hide my accent because I'm like, I can't be fucked to go through the same conversation I've had time. 40 times. Yeah. So if I'm doing, if I'm just like dropping something at the table, not actually taking their order, I'll just be like, here's your martini, like put well, on put a really, on. yeah, like valley girl accent. They probably like, who the fuck is that? But I just, I can't, I can't do it because all the time it's like that big dick Aussie mentality. Like how long you been in the city? Yeah. yeah. And I'll just say a random number that comes to my head. I'm like 12 years. <laughs> oh my God. I moved here for high school. <laughs> it's like the bit and they're like, oh really? Oh. They're like, kind of look at me like, Yeah, because it's really fulfilling work, obviously. What do you? Well, now you are kind of in big dick territory because you've been in London for over four years. I know, and people always assume when they ask me that question, and I'm like, "Oh, it's it's four years this year," and they're like, "Oh, really? Like, why are you here?" Like, the Brits always love to ask, "Like, why you're here?" Um, because mm. obviously the weather is horrific. The weather is perfect for you, though. What overcast? Yeah, <laughs> I love the sun. Within oh. reason. But you're right, though, about putting on accents when you're at work because it's, like, the best place to, to practice. I tried to practice my my northern UK accent when I was at work at the theatre, like, scanning tickets, and I ended up just sounding like Shrek the entire time. This guy, <laughs> the, this guy from, like, near Newcastle, I was working with him and I was, like, mimicking his accent, like, as a joke. And he literally was like, you're making me sound like a pirate. Like, he was, like, getting really, like, offended. But I was like, it's such a perfect way to practice, like, getting into character and accents and stuff with, like, because people aren't going to question. I also find you've got to have, like, one sentence that gets you into the accent. Yes. Like, if you think Northern, I always think of um, Geordie Shaw and it was like, yeah, I'm yeah. sore mad at gars. Yeah, 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 yes. <laughs> no, but no, this reminds me of what you used to do about Scottish. You'd always be like, do you give Edinburgh you always say that. Girls so now that's, forget that's, to put your duke there. They're going to be in. Yeah, literally. So that's all how I always get into Scottish. Uh, but the funny thing is like, yes, maybe that's you working on your craft, but I'm not an actor. Yeah. <laughs> you just being I'm a an podcaster. <laughs> well, I was going to say at work, we have this literal closet. Like it's the gag is that it's like a Harry Potter closet. Oh. It's the only part of the restaurant where there's no cameras. And so I will go into the closet, pardon the pun, <laughs> and get my little, either my phone or I use like, you know, like a service notepad and write the novel in the closet. Oh my God. In the closet. Yeah. And I take and like five minutes and I, one time I wrote 1000 words in a shift. Wait, how do you get away from like being on the floor for that long when they wonder where you are? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like the closet is right next to the service area, so it just looks mm. like I'm like, you know, because we go downstairs and grabbing ice and everything, so it just looks like I'm busy. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. literally wrote a thousand words in the closet. I love that. I love yeah. that. Were they, were they in the graveyard or were they in the actual novel now? They're in the actual novel. Um, Yay. But the funny thing about the closet is when you open the door, like you like sprung, you know? As in if someone else opens the door. Yeah, and okay, yeah, yeah, like if another service. And no one really goes in there too because it is it is a bit cramped. But like I have been sprung a bunch of times and they're like, on what are you phone. doing? <laughs> no, on my notepad. On my notepad, like scribbling away. So does um, inspiration strike you as you're putting down martinis? Well, I don't know. If, say if I'm like writing before I go to a shift and I'm just like in the mood for it, 
yeah, I just like keep going through a shift. Love that. And then I take, I also, because we get half an hour breaks, paid. Oh, paid breaks. Yeah. Tiggy, I get $10 an hour. So it's. Yeah, our breaks are not, paid. We're not, um, we're not saving the economy here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go to the dumpling place and like be on my little notepad and everyone's like, I, I probably look crazy because I'm wearing like a full three-piece suit on a notepad. <laughs> <laughs> you like think you're Ernest, he- Ernest Hemingway. Is it Ernest? Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> Tiggy, I thought I would shake things up for season two of the podcast. Okay. Can you, any guesses? Um, I know, actually. I have no idea what you're going to say. I'm coming to London. <laughs> Media release. You know this. I will be joining you in the motherland on in summer. Oh my god, I'm so excited to do these potties IRL. And not in the morning for you. No, like normal time. (laughs) (laughs) Let's when yeah, when we both wake up, two PM. Yeah. (laughs) We're gonna go out and explore the big city together. Well you're gonna gonna show me London. I'm gonna show you the stomping ground that is my city. Dead. My city. My city. And only okay. mine. <laughs> I can't wait for everyone's like, so how long have you been in London? I'm gonna go. Like, yeah, five minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I already have a British accent. <laughs> um, hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, so excited for you to come over across the pond. We're across very excited pond. to have you. It's yes. gonna be so much fun. Yeah, I love how I'm saying season two, but we're not actually doing seasons. <laughs> oh, we should. No, we're doing a reason, season, or a lifetime. True. Very true. Um, Okay, well, see you IRL very soon, my love. See you in the flesh. Oh, my God, can't wait. Bye, Tommy. Bye.